Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Day number 199. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. All right, news roundup, information overload hour, toll free. It's 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Now, the things that Joe Biden should say tonight, he's not going to say. We're going to get a lot of smoke and mirrors. Uh, I think the funniest thing that I read is that they're going to repackage Build Back Broke and they're going to give it another name, but it's still basically the same exact thing. It's also interesting, note tonight going into the State of the Union that Democratic infighting is real. You have the, if you even want to call them moderates, I don't think moderates exist in this new Green Deal Socialist Democratic Party, but but there's real anger that's being unloaded on Congresswoman Tlaib and her plans to give a response to the president's State of the Union address. It's like, you know, keying your own car and slashing your own tires, said Congressman uh, Gottenheimer from where is he from? New Jersey. Um, and, and it's just it's actually for me, it's getting pretty darn entertaining because they're all firing at each other. And, of course, that same squad led by AOC, you know, they're now blaming America for Russia's Ukrainian invasion. You can't even make that stuff up. Anyway, so what he won't say, what he should say is pretty much everything you need to know. Now, the president, this is his first State of the Union address. He's going to address a a nation obviously weary. Um, There's not one real one issue that he can point to where he's been successful. Ask yourself, what has he done well? This is the guy that ran out of COVID tests over Christmas. In the last two weeks, we've stood up federal testing sites all over the country. We're adding more each and every day. Google, quote, COVID test near me. Go there, Google, excuse me, COVID test near me on Google. You can find the nearest testing sites for you by Googling COVID test near me google covid test near me this is the guy that ran out of monoclonal antibodies over christmas this is the guy that it never warp speeded if you will the antivirals in the middle of omicron the same guy that said we didn't see it coming how could you not see it coming the vice president said in recent days that that you didn't see delta coming you didn't see omicron coming how did you get it wrong how do we get it wrong? Nobody saw it coming. Nobody in the whole world. Who saw it coming? Uh, you knew you just got away from the Delta variant. We learned very quickly that this new variant was right behind it. And we expect there probably will be another variant at some point. I hope not. I hope it's an endemic. I hope we don't have to go through this hell anymore. Um, he, he, you know, he, how did Joe do on the border? How would you grade him? 
you know, getting rid of the stay in Mexico policy, stop building the wall, process and release, uh, no COVID tests for illegal immigrants because they're not going to be here very long. That was a big lie. Then, of course, Biden's cages for kids overcrowded in the middle of a pandemic. And then, of course, what Jen Psaki called early morning flights all around the country for illegal immigrants. I'm like early morning, 2 a.m. is early morning when you drop people off at an airport because you don't want the state to know what happened. Now, that would be putting the burden and the cost of their their aiding and abetting illegal immigration on states. So, you know, the president is expected to talk about what is he going to mention? Is he going to mention his energy policies? How's that working out? Is he going to mention the 40 year high of inflation? Who's he going to he'll blame somebody, probably Trump, I guess, by the time all said and done. Who's he going to blame for Ukraine? Because I blame his economic and energy policies for what's going on in Ukraine, because he artificially reduced the world supply. And that pushed our Western European and NATO allies right into the arms of Vladimir Putin. That was dumb, too. Who's he going to blame for the disaster in Afghanistan? The withdrawal that abandoned Americans when he promised he wouldn't do so. You know, this I, I can't think of a single thing that he's been successful on. And we're watching all of this. And and what's he going to say to Vladimir Putin tonight? Is he going to give an explanation why the one sanction that he should have used which is stopping all imports and exports of energy out of out of Russia or to Russia. You know, why didn't he put that in place? Because what he needs another 232 million barrels of oil to import from Russia this year, like he imported last year. Is he going to really work with the Iranian mullahs and ask them to provide us oil because he's unwilling to to tap into the vast resources this country has? We have more energy available to us in the entire Middle East and Russia combined. And we can provide all of our allies. We can meet all of their energy needs. But he's not going to say that either. Anyway, here with a a preview, uh, we have Carol Roth is with us, the author of The War on Small Business, How the Government Used the Pandemic to Crush the Backbone of America. Joe Concha, Fox News contributor, columnist for The Hill, who I think should have his own media show. On the Fox News channel, he's the guy I think it would be a great show. I'm a big supporter of that idea. Uh, Welcome both of you to the program. Carol, we'll start on the economy. Inflation at a 40-year high. Uh, We have shortages everywhere. We have supply chain issues still. And I don't see a single Joe Biden policy that's done anything to fix these problems. No, I mean, this is what the average American is going to be keyed on, as you said. 40-year inflation, a high supply chain issues. You can't get goods and services that you want. The labor market is broken. Um, you know, with the backdrop of this tough geopolitical landscape, and he is going to run some um, pretty big gymnastics trying to take credit for a fantastic economy. I fully expect him to repeat the lie that he is the best president for jobs of all time because they turned off all the jobs and some have been reclaimed, but we have not created one net new job uh, since February of 2020. He's going to take credit for low unemployment, leaving out the fact that millions have left the workforce, and he's going to try and blame something that happened you know, in the last week, these, this Russian uh, invasion of Ukraine for stoking inflation, 
even though it's been going on forever, and it's because of things like the American Rescue Plan and printing money and canceling oil and gas. Uh, leases in the Keystone Pipeline, which is he's directly responsible for. So there's going to be a lot of gymnastics, Sean, and I am just glad that Corn Pop isn't here to see all of this. You're going to take Joe Concha because the media, it doesn't matter what he says, I'm going to predict right now. He was amazing tonight. Did you see the president how great he was? They're going to try and rehabilitate him with his approval ratings in the sewer in the 30s, even ABC and the Washington Post have him at, what, 37%. Other polls have him as low as 33%. Uh, I can't think of a single real successful policy. Uh, so what do you expect the media mob is going to do? I'm going to channel my Jimmy the Greek right now, Sean, all right? They are going to say you're going to get at least two. You better Joe be careful because his career didn't work out well. <laughs> oh, that's a very good point. Okay. Uh, somebody else who predicts things very well will be like Nostraconchos instead of Nostradamus, okay? Uh, let's see. You'll at least get two, at least one on CNN of somebody saying Joe Biden just gave the speech of his life tonight. Oh, MSNBC, by the way, I, yeah. I, I so agree. That, that is a guarantee. We should have yeah. a montage tomorrow with this prediction, uh, the speech of his career. I know that's coming, definitely. This is the turning point for Joe Biden. That will be another one, and you'll you'll just hear how you know how tough he was on Putin, and how he's going to ch- turn everything around at this point. Let me read you a, a Steve the say the Union at least one paragraph. All right, from another president, and I think this is what honestly what Joe Biden should say. All right, quote: I must say to you that the state of our union is not good. Millions of Americans are out of work. Recession and inflation are eroding the money of millions here. Prices are too high and sales are too slow. Wait, the I want to guess when you're done. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll just fast forward. Our plant capacity and productivity are not increasing fast enough. We depend on others for essential energy. Some people question their government's ability to make hard decisions and stick with them. They expect Washington politics as usual. Name that president. I'd say Jimmy Carter. Close. Carol. Or Ronald or Reagan's Reagan. first. That was what I was going to say. Reagan coming out of the Carter administration. In other words, yeah, in either Reagan's first State of the Union address or Jimmy Carter's last. <laughs> kind of a trick question because the guy wasn't president for very long. Gerald Ford said this January fifteenth, nineteen seventy-five, and it was refreshing, right? He's saying, "All right, things aren't good. Here are all the problems, but here's what I hope to do to fix them." And that's what Joe Biden needs to do tonight. But of course, you're not going to hear that. To Carol's point, you're either going to hear about all the things that Americans aren't appreciating in terms of the job that this administration has done, which, to your point, Sean, hasn't been a heck of a lot. Uh, and, and you're only going to hear more about build back broke, as you said, and just repeating the same mistakes over and over again. Quick break. Right back. More with Carol Roth and Joe Concha and your calls on the other side. 800-941-SEAN. Our number. You want to be a part of the program. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, as we continue with Carol Roth and Joe Concha, our preview of the State of the Union Address of the President, uh, programming reminder, I will be on right after the State of the Union, Kim Reynolds, the Iowa governor's response. Uh, I think I go on at 11 Eastern, so a new time tonight, okay? Please join us uh, on the Fox News Channel. What what can we read into the guest list tonight, Carol? Uh, we've got, let's see, you, the Ukrainian ambassador to the U.S. will be sitting with the First Lady, Jill Biden, um, the second gentleman, Mr. Douglas uh, Emhoff. The president's sister will be in that box. The Let's see. They have uh, a new employee organizer trainer for the United Steelworkers uh, Union. You have a seventh grade Swift Creek Middle School diabetes advocate. You have a progressive care unit nurse from Ohio. You have the chief executive officer of Intel. Uh, you have former Facebook lead product managers and on civic misinformation. Um, you have uh, the, this group, it's, I guess it's called Protector of the Young at the Michigan Department of Education's Indigenous Education Initiative and founder of the Saginaw uh, Indian Tribe Project Aware Program. Uh, you have the surviving spouse of Sergeant First Class Heath Robinson, and you have a student parent at Bergen Community College. So why, why that guest list? What do you glean from it, if anything? Well, first of all, that sounds like the most boring dinner party of all time. I definitely would decline that invitation. Um, but certainly he needs things. By the way, to... don't worry. No, let not your heart be troubled. You're not getting invited, but go yeah, ahead. I, I, I would imagine I'm probably not top of the guest list. I did, by the way, I did not get invited to the State of the Union address either. Big surprise. Um, but he I, needs... By the way, I went to one. Now he will pull. Guess again. Guess what, President? George W. Bush. Carol? I'm just going to wild card it and say Clinton. Obama. Wow. Now, I was invited to Trump addresses, but, I, you know, I have to work. I'm on right after the State of the Union, and Kim Reynolds is going to give the response to the governor of Iowa. Uh, so I'm on immediately thereafter. Don Jr., the great one, Mark Levin. we got a great lineup tonight. but And, and we are expecting, unfortunately, I think a lot of – uh, bombs bursting in Ukraine. I pray to God I'm wrong. I, I hope so too. And uh, certainly, they're they're not having the the esteemed guest as you were, Sean. Uh, but they obviously you. Feel oh no, I wasn't I, a guest like in sitting near the, 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 where the Obamas were. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no. We didn't. We didn't imagine. I, I was you I was were. in the upper balcony, like last row, and there were like fifteen, you know, Secret Service agents surrounding me. 
So no throwing popcorn is great. But uh, but Biden needs to deflect here, right? He, he can't be focused on the fact that he has not accomplished anything other than making a mess out of anything that he has touched. So they want anything that will bring the feels. Of course, they're going to talk about the heroics of the, the teachers and the frontline workers, as you alluded to, not mentioning the fact that Biden pushed to have anybody who was a quote-unquote hero and unvaccinated. Vaccinated, fired, right? Yeah. So this this is all going to be about emotions and uh, and you know style over the substance. Last word, twenty think, seconds, Joe okay. Concha. Sean, I, I think it's going to be a victory lap over. COVID as well, you know, because suddenly, out of nowhere, the science says that you don't have to wear a mask in Washington, D.C. anymore, and particularly uh, in the halls of Congress. So, boy, isn't that amazing that this was was declared a day beforehand. Wow. Maybe maybe Joe will mention that schools in Florida were open since August of 2020 and mask-free for kids. Uh, Oh, that's right. They wouldn't do that. And my kids in the horribly accented New Jersey state that I live in, by the way, Sean, we don't talk like that. Uh, but they still, they're still in Actually, still do, but go ahead. Well, I don't know about that. By the way, uh, Congressman <laughs> Gottheimer is, a, uh, is, is a, a neighbor of mine, so uh, go figure. But again, we have no accents. We're, we're not snooky in this situation. We're me. No, you're just like New Yorkers. You need to get the hell out of here and go to a better state. I get it. And same with Californians. And same with I'm people enjoying it tremendously. For once, it's not about me. It's great. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. All right. Thank you both. Quick break right back. Your calls on the other side. Straight ahead. Everyone really thinks in D.C. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 now to the top of the hour. Toll free. It's 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. We'll take your calls for the half hour. Let me just play, though, a little bit. Uh, We'll put the entire statement of Congresswoman Victoria Spart. She's from Indiana, and she's a Ukrainian-born House of Representatives Republican. And she just eviscerates Vladimir Putin as a crazy man and breaks down, you know, the, the recounting of Russians use of Ukrainians as human shields. Listen, listen to this. This is not a war. This is a genocide of the Ukrainian people by a crazy man who cannot get over that Ukrainian people do not want Socialism, Soviet Union, communists, they want to be with the United States of America. They want to be free people, but they want to be with the West. And he cannot get over. I'll tell you a personal story. I have my grandma. She's 95. She is right now in the city of Chernihiv. Actually, Chernihiv and the part of Kiev Rus studied Moscow and controlled Moscow. So they're bombing. They couldn't take the city. They're bombing civilians non-stop, day and night, the whole city. She has a daughter. She called her daughter. She lives in a little village by Chernihiv. And her daughter told her they came into village with a heavy machine gun, killed almost every 
person in that village. And whatever people who left, women and children, they forced them to work in front of the tanks as a human shield because they cannot take that city. So she told my mom, was shocked. She says, no, don't cry. We are not crying here. We're going to fight, but just give us some guns so we don't just fight with the sticks. This woman was born in Russia, in Far East. She's a Russian-born woman, and they're killing women and children. They do doing the bombs, vacuum bombs, carpet bombs. They, I mean, they are using illegal weapons. They now have special groups that trying to kill women and children tied to ex expect to Western Ukraine. I called my friend and she said she was able to get out. Her friend was trying to get out. She saw a woman in the gas station get shot with her children with machine guns. So she stayed in the city. They're leveling the cities to the ground, destroying the people. They're slaughtering them like in animals. They're killing the people. It is not a war. It's a genocide because we have a crazy man that believes that he has the whole world hostage. And then we have a president that talks about, talks about, and doesn't do things. You know, and what is he going to wait? When a million die, then he's going to do more? And they're not asking them to fight for us, but they ask us to help, to become serious, that they have ability to defend themselves. That actually, they need to understand that we're serious about the sanction, not do a little bit here, maybe we'll just do a little bit this oligarch, this is bit that we're serious. And I can tell you one thing, if we don't stop him there, he is not going to stop. He is going to go further. And then, we'll have to send our children to die to fight this. So I think we have an obligation and duty to save this world, help Ukrainian people to survive. And this president need to get this act together and exercise some leadership. What's happening under his watch is atrocity. What he's doing to this country and to the world is unforgivable. But I think we'll get together as Republican and Democrats, but he must act decisively fast or this blood of many millions of Ukrainians will be on his hands too. And all that oil that was blood that's flowing from Russia and gas, and we are buying that. And Europeans are buying that. It's going to be blood. It's, it's next with blood of the Ukrainian people. There is an answer. And the answer is that Putin needs to be completely, totally isolated. And we need to step up to the plate and we need to be providing the energy needs, which is the lifeblood of the world's economy, of our NATO allies and Western European allies to stop what's going on here. Vladimir Putin's factored in every single move of the West and he's 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 planned it out and it's gone exactly according to plan. Everyone say, no, Vladimir Putin he had no idea he'd face this resistance. That's not, it is so naive. Are you not watching this convoy of of military personnel and equipment and fuel and munitions that are making its way straight to Kiev? That'll surround Kiev and they, it, it will fall. It's over. And there's no amount of AK-47s that's going to stop it. Now, I, I do appreciate the fact that Europe has finally gotten the message. I don't know why it took them so long. 
We, you know, we heard back in, what was it, July, we knew of Vladimir Putin's intentions as it relates to Ukraine, and we didn't do anything. We didn't lift a finger to, to help arm the Ukrainians. And look, and look, I have my criticisms of Ukraine, trust me. I'm very outspoken. That has not changed. Although I, I do have a different opinion of Zelensky, because like other leaders, when this situation kind of arises, they usually are on the first plane out with, you know, millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And and he didn't do that. And he doesn't appear to be doing that. And I hope he doesn't do that. Anyway, Arizona, Casey, next, Sean Hannity show. How are you, Casey? Glad you called. Well, number one, just to let you know, it's 82 degrees here in Arizona in my area. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to let you and Joe know that. And yeah, By the uh, way, don't take this the I, wrong way, but I hate you. Go ahead. <laughs> um, it's actually not too cold in the northeast I, I i can deal with it but it's yeah, annoying yeah. well yeah i'm originally from wisconsin so i feel you <laughs> but uh my question is this um what's next for putin you know is he going to decide well okay they entered into a, an agreement with the eu so therefore we're going to bomb the heck out of it won't matter to putin putin doesn't care he's cold he's calculating he's a murdering authoritarian thug that's what he is he's always been that and the problem is is that our president well maybe he may be our president i don't know about that (laughs) honestly i don't i don't don't think think he knows it's tuesday and somebody's gonna have to you know get him all perked up for tonight so he has a little bit of energy in there uh now casey i I hope that answered your question but i i will i will tell you that without nato's help they're they're done ray in florida ray you're a genius for being in living in a smart state, a free state. What's going on? Yes, how are you, uh, Sean? And it's a pleasure. I'm a first-time caller and longtime fan. Um, I have to tell you, uh, right from the onset, I'm a a Republican conservative that totally agrees with the Trump agenda and I'm excited to speak to you uh, here today. Um, Thank you. Very quickly, I want to make a quick note that you were... At one point, back in the 70s, my wife's paper boy in Franklin Square. No way. Remembers you and yeah, no. Does she will, will, she I, now I worked for well. three new. I, di- I delivered the Long Island Press at one point. I delivered uh-huh. Newsday at one point, and I delivered the Daily News at one point. Do you remember which paper it was? Yeah, it was Newsday. She said, and it was uh, uh, the address was ten fifty four Fenway uh, Fairway Road in Franklin Square. She was at oh that man in high school in the mid seventies. Did she say and, I was uh, a good or bad paper boy? A- I had I had my moments where I, I didn't feel like collecting the money, so I'd like, uh, yeah, you owe me for three weeks, and people would be like, "Can you come once a week, like every other normal paper boy?" Yeah, you know, well, I'd cover I'm the sure cost of the papers, and then I'd go. I'm sorry, I just don't like collecting. It takes too much money much time yeah well i'm sure my father wouldn't have, wouldn't have cheated you out of your money that's for sure you know he was a great man an american no nah, people were so nice to me all right i'll never forget people would invite me in on a cold day to for and give me like hot cocoa or whatever other you know people would look at this little kid they give me like at the time here here's a here's two bucks kid and you know i may have you as a kid that that's a lot of money yeah she remembers you as a hard-working cute little kid so uh I was I so cute. You know Tell her too. thank you for remembering. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Go ahead. 
So, so listen, uh, before I go off on my track, uh, on my rant, because uh, I just I, I, I believe that Biden is going to be spewing far left rhetoric this evening. And it everything he's done has been an absolute nightmare. He's delusional. And uh, we just don't believe anything that the man says anymore. I mean, everything he's he's done in the last year has been completely wrong, just like the last 50 years that he's been in in uh, in politics. So I have a I have a, a, a suggestion. I was wondering whether or not you'd be able to make it happen. And the suggestion is this: is with your influence with all the Republicans, wouldn't it be nice if they all, as a symbolic gesture, stood up at the very end of the of the uh, the speech today, and hold up what uh, blank white paper, and everyone in unison tear up the paper to demonstrate to Biden and to Pelosi, who are they're both delusional, all right, uh, that uh, we don't believe in anything that they're saying or speaking about, and therefore. Uh, there will be massive changes uh, very soon in 2022 and in 2024. You, I, you know, is look, it it's possible? a little it's a little gimmicky for me. Um, last night, I mean, I that that video that I showed last night. I don't know, I don't know if you saw it of the six year old little girl that tried to revive her, resuscitate her, and they weren't able to do it. And the mother obviously is freaking out, crying her eyes out. She just lost a little baby. And even the medical professionals, and there are like six people trying to revive, desperately trying to revive this little girl, a, a victim. And one of the doctors turned to the camera and said, Vladimir Putin, you killed this girl. You killed this girl. And and that's why, for example, I said to my staff, can you find a flag pin of Ukraine? Kind of an odd request, right? But it was only to show solidarity with people because the people I mean, I see old, older people with blood all over their face. You know, this young girl getting murdered, slaughtered by this this dirtbag, Vladimir Putin, this murdering thug. And that breaks my heart. So the solidarity is with the people of Ukraine. And it, it, the sad thing is... And I hope I'm wrong. And everybody's been reporting, oh, the, the the resistance, the insurgency has been very effective, and Vladimir didn't anticipate it. And I'm looking at a 40-mile convoy of nothing but military equipment, personnel, uh, fuel, um, you know, tanks, and armaments. And I'm telling you, I am I'm I'm not optimistic what the next couple of nights are going to bring. I'm not. And I pray to God that I'm wrong. Because this is going to be a human slaughter. And and Putin has no soul and no conscience. And that's why I said I hope that there are people around him that want no part of this genocide. You know, if if somebody ordered me to go kill innocent men, women, and children and take over, a, take over a sovereign country, I wouldn't do it. I just would refuse. And they need to remove Vladimir Putin by any means necessary. And I think you know what I mean. Evil exists, my friend. Evil exists. And Evil exists. Unfortunate that Unfor the poor, so, the poor yep. and the helpless are the ones that suffer the most. You know, and it's a shame. It truly is a shame. And uh, I, I'm with you in your, with your sentiments. And I am hoping that uh, uh, something positive 
uh, is resolved or comes out of this craziness. And, uh, I mean, as it relates not only to the Ukraine, but carry it over to the southern border and, and all of the issues with the, with the immigrants and so on. It's just been Biden has just been failing our country and our people, uh, tremendously. It's, as far as I'm concerned, it's treasonous. And unfortunately, uh, you know, we have to uh, continue to listen to the rhetoric that just doesn't make any sense. It's just I've got to run, though. But, Ray, we appreciate it. Our thoughts and prayers are with them all. And I hope that the rest of the world empowers them with the military equipment that they're going to need to fight back this massive army. They're outmanned. They're outgunned. It's not looking good. All right, that's all the time we have left for today. Loaded up tonight. Remember, 11 Eastern, right after the State of the Union, we'll have the latest, obviously, out of Ukraine. We have reporters all over the country. Uh, what is this 40-mile convoy all about? I don't have a good feeling about it. Uh, also, we'll check in with people in Ukraine and what life is really like there for them. We'll have our military analysts. Also, Senator Ted Cruz and Donald Trump Jr. and the great one Mark Levin and and Newt Gingrich. That's all coming up 11 p.m. tonight, Eastern, 8 Pacific, on the Fox News Channel, uh, right after the State of the Union. See you tonight, back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.